If you're a visitor for, with us this morning, let me tell you that this service is totally different than the way we normally do things. Like, I'm trying to find people. Every, we have assigned seating. I don't know if you know that here. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to find people and check their names off of the roll, and, man, it's just not working this morning. Um, but we're going to start out with the Word of God this morning before we go into our baptism. So if you want to go ahead and look for Ephesians chapter 2, we're going to be looking at verse 1 through 10. Man, baptisms are exciting. It is exciting to celebrate the change of a life. From death to life, from blindness to sight, and that's what we want to do this morning. So if you have found, I know I didn't give you very much time, but if you have found Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through, 1 through 10, we have a, a tradition here that we stand to honor the reading of God's word. So if you would stand with us as we read that this morning. Paul says here in chapter 2, he says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of power, of, of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all, all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised, up, and raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Let me pray with you. Father, we just come before you this morning, and once again, Lord, we want to honor you with our service. Lord, we want to honor you with what we are doing this morning. Father, this is not to God gain attention for any one person it's not for us to say look at us look at what we have accomplished but rather lord it is a time for us to stop and to look at our heavenly father and say wow what a god we have what a savior we have that we were dead and yet you raised us from that dead we were rebels we were enemies of god and yet you died for us in that moment so that we may be friends so that we may be children of god Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, as we watch these baptisms, Lord, that we would remember what you have done for us. And Lord, we pray all of this in the beautiful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Kids, before I go too much farther in my sermon, I'm sorry we're not doing a children's sermon this morning. I know you can all throw rocks at me later. Um, I will try to make it up to you next week, um, but we're not going to do that. And we're actually going to keep all the children in here this morning. If you need to utilize the cry room, it's back there. But I think it's important that we do this as family, that what we observe this morning in baptism and the Lord's Supper, that we do it as a church family and that you do it with your family. Um, and the reason for that is because baptism is an important moment in the life of a church. It signifies so many things for us. It's a sign and a symbol of the change that has happened in the lives of these six people. It's a symbol of 
how when we give our life to Christ, we become a new person. Not only that, but it, it's a sign. In a crowd this large and with this many people, we're, I'm, I'm almost sure that there is somebody this morning that you have never given your life to Christ. You've never realized the, the sin that is in your life. Romans 3.23 says we've all sinned. All of us have rebelled against the creator of the universe. We've all broken his law. But you've never understood that. You've never wrapped your mind around that. You've never wrapped your mind around Romans 6.23 that says the wages of sin is death. The consequence of that rebellion, the consequence of breaking his law is judgment and eternal punishment because he's a holy God, he's an eternal God, and so it must be an eternal punishment. And you've never had that moment where you sought him out and asked for forgiveness and made him Lord of your life. When we talk about joy, when we talk about hope, when we talk about peace that God provides, you've not experienced any of it this morning. And I hope this morning that as you hear some of these testimonies, as you watch the baptism, as you experience joy as we go through worship today, that you will begin to search that out in your heart. That you will allow God to move, that you will allow him to talk to you, that you will understand that this morning he desires to offer you a gift of eternal life and that you can experience all of those things this morning. And I hope that you'll take the opportunity to come talk to one of us, that you'll take the opportunity to talk to one of these six folks that you're going to see baptized this morning and ask them how that happens and what that means. Not only that, though, not only is it a symbol of what has happened in these people's lives, not only is it a sign for those that have not yet believed, but lastly, and this is where we're going to camp out this morning, it is a reminder of what God has done for us as believers. It should take us back to that moment when we trusted Christ, when we asked him for forgiveness. And Paul is reminding us of those things in chapter 2 this morning. In the testimonies that our new brothers and sisters are going to share this morning, you're going to hear them talk about what their life was like before they came to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Paul talks about this, and and we all experience this, that we were, he says there in verse 2, that we were following the course of this world, that we were following the prince of the power of the air. We were following Satan. He says in verse 1 that we were dead in our trespasses, that we were unresponsive. We didn't know what life was because we didn't experience it with Jesus Christ. And that in itself, if we just looked at that picture, we are dead. Dead people are unable to raise themselves. We were slaves to sin, slaves to our passion, slaves in bondage to Christ, or not to Christ, but slaves in that moment to Satan. We were following after our own desires and they were leading us down a path of destruction and judgment and there was nothing that we could do about it it's a hopeless situation it's a situation of despair and yet we have here in this passage the word but what a marvelous word in this passage but paul says god is rich in mercy and he loves us verses 4 through 9 you can see this he says but god being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved why so we can experience the what paul calls the immeasurable riches of grace in a time to come 
so that we may look forward, that we understand that this life isn't all there is, but that we can look forward and know that he has promised us something greater, that he has promised a place with no suffering, he's promised us a place with no pain, where a place where he has dried our tears, where we will live in a perfect relationship with him and with other believers for eternity. We go from this place of death and despair, of hopelessness in life, to a place full of hope and joy and promise. Do you remember that? Do you remember that this morning? Do you remember, like these six folks this morning are about to show us, do you remember that moment when Jesus Christ saved you, when you trusted him with your entire life, when you put all your eggs in one basket? Do you remember the joy that accompanied that? Do you remember the peace? Do you remember the weight lifting off of your shoulders? We need to remember the joy of our salvation. We need to remember the author of that salvation. And we need to remember the hope of that salvation because it is what drives us as believers to follow him. It's what drives us in our worship. I, have, I, I, get, I get saddened sometimes, I'll be honest, when we do worship. Because we stand before a God who has done such great things for us. And we stand there like it's a drudgery. We stand there like nothing has happened. We stand there like we're being at, we're at the first day of school and it's roll call. And it's like, why are we here? When we should be dancing. I know, I'm Baptist. Like I just said like the worst thing I could say. We should be out in the street raising our hands, raising our voices, smiles on our faces. We should be celebrating. Now I understand there are times in life when that's not the case. There are times in life when we experience sorrow. There are times in life when we experience grief. And we are to run to one another as a church and support each other through those times. But even in those times, we remember a hope that has been given to us. We remember a joy that has been given to us. And this morning, I pray, I pray that we remember in Luke 15, 10, when it says that the angels rejoice over one that is found. When we worship this morning, does our praise match up with the praise that is happening in heaven? And I have gotten way far off my notes this morning, and that's probably not good. But I hope that we remember that this morning. We need to remember it. Paul says not only do we need to remember it that, but we need to remember that this is not something that we have earned. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that one may boast, for we are his workmanship. We are to remember that we didn't do this for ourselves. We can't repay that debt. We can't repay what he has given us, but rather it is a gift that has been given to us. We need to remember that because it's not just a gift given to us, but it is a gift that he desires for every boy, girl, man, and woman to hear and to accept. And we are to be the bearers of that news. We have to remember. We have to remember. Not only that, but we have been made, it says here. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This morning, you're going to hear in these testimonies about what has happened in the change of these life, these folks' lives. Sure, we all screw up. Yes, we all still have problems with sin. Yes, we still have times when we're tempted and we failed. But God has placed in us as believers a desire 
to obey his word and to seek him. Baptism reminds us that we are to be about our father's business, that we are to be about what God has set out for us. That means meeting the needs of others. We've talked about in James earlier this year that our faith intersects our life in such a way that we are to care for those. We're to care for those that are in need. We're to care for those that can't care for themselves. And if we don't do that, then what good is our faith? It's to remind us that we're to be about investing our lives in the church. That means encouraging the church. That means participating in the life of the church. It means making sacrifices at times for that. And ultimately, as we seek to do the work that he has put in front of us, it means that we share the story of what he has done with, for us with others so that they may know what he wants to do for them. We need to remember this message. And so I hope this morning as we watch these baptisms, as we watch brothers and sisters follow in obedience this morning, that we are reminded of these things. Because these baptisms are supposed to remind us to do good works so that we may go out and share that lives may be changed, that God may do something miraculous so that we may experience more baptisms so they may spur us on to share more so that God may change more lives so that we may get to see more baptisms and more changed lives so that we may be spurred on to do more works you get the picture this is a continual thing that we are to be reminded of this morning so i pray this morning as we begin the rest of this service that you will watch these and you will remember maybe you're here this morning and you've never given your life to jesus christ you've never asked him for forgiveness You've never experienced what that change feels like. You've never experienced what it means to have hope in the darkest of days. You've never experienced the peace and the weight that lifts it off your shoulders as he takes it all away, as he takes all the guilt and all the sin and all the consequences upon himself at the cross. This morning, today can be the day of salvation. Maybe you're here this morning and you're a believer. I pray this morning that you will remember your salvation and that you will worship in it and that it will drive you to do the works that he's created us to do. I'm going to pray with us this morning, and then we're going to get started with our baptisms. I hope that you will join us. I hope that you will celebrate with us this morning. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you this morning, and Lord, what an amazing thing you've done. Lord, what an amazing thing that you've done, that you loved us so much that you saw us in our death, you saw us when we were still your enemies, you saw us when we were helpless, and you stepped into our lives and you said, I will take it all, I will pay the price, because I love you and I want to know you and I want you to know me. I created you, I love you, I died for you. Lord, what an amazing gift we've been given this morning. Lord, I pray that, Lord, we, our worship would be worthy of the worship that is going on in heaven right now. Lord, I pray, Lord, that this service would be honoring to you first and foremost. I pray this all in your name. Amen. All right, let's get started this morning. Emily.